are listening to another episode of the Coach's Circle Podcast, brought to you by LifeCoachPath.com. Our goal is to explore all the different ways you can craft your own career in the fields of coaching, wellness, and mental health. Each episode features guests who offer an authentic perspective on their own unique career path and explores ways you might begin to craft your own. For more information on who we are and what we do, visit www.lifecoachpath.com. And now, here's your host, Brandon Baker. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Coaches Circle podcast. Today's guest is Roseanne McDonald. She is a certified hypnotherapist and certified coach practitioner. She's based in Thousand Oaks, California and serves clients worldwide. So hi, Roseanne. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Um, I'm happy you're here. I'm happy we can discuss hypnotherapy. We haven't had a hypnotherapist on the show yet. So, oh, wow. Yeah, you are, you are lucky number one. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I think it's an interesting <laughs> field. And um, yeah, so I guess first things first, let's just discuss a little bit more about who you are and, and the kind of clients that you typically work with. Okay, well, I started my journey over 20 years ago, because my previous profession was a I was a law office manager. And I was the legal secretary to one of the uh, high end partners. And I came home after doing that for over 20 years. I came home one day, looked at my husband and said, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> And he says, well, why don't you become a therapist? You told me, you tell me every day that someone, not naming names, someone came in, knocked on your door, said, may I please speak with you? They closed the door and they're telling me their whole life story and all the problems they have. And I would counsel them. So, uh, you know, and everything was confidential. Absolutely. So he said, well, why don't you go back to school for that, <laughs> you right. know, for coaching or to become a psychologist or something? And so it, it took, you know, some research and uh, I, I realized that, well, if I wanted to be a licensed, um, you know, uh, psychologist, it would take eight, eight years, then two years of internship. And at that time, it was it was beyond what I because at the time I was in my 40s and I thought, oh, my gosh. So I discovered my husband heard an ad on the radio. And I don't know if you remember who Florence Henderson was. Yes. Do you okay. recall? It was her sweet voice. Mm-hmm. And had the radio on and he heard this. He said, are you the type of person that truly cares about people? Are you the type of person that does not have eight to 10 years to become an MFT? Wow, that spoke directly to you. Yeah, it was like, he's like, okay, God is speaking through Florence Henderson. <laughs> you, sweetie. <laughs> so, so he immediately called me. He took down the number. He says, write down this number. I says, what is it? You've got to call. Make the call. Make an appointment for tomorrow night. I'll come with you. <laughs> you know? And you so go. I made the appointment. It is a one-year program uh, that, and then you have to do internship, of course. Mm-hmm. And and the, uh, then you get your certification. And now I'm actually an affiliate teacher at the hypnosis uh, college that I graduated from. 
Wow. It really all came full circle, didn't it? It did. And and then I just a few months ago came up with the first of its kind program at that particular hypnotherapy college. And the husband and wife who are the directors, uh, the founders had passed away. They both looked at each other and said, how come in 51 years, you and I and our predecessors never thought of this one. So it is a program for teens. Teens are our future. And it's a comprehensive program. I already taught the first class before the COVID hit in person. And uh, the students get four CEUs because we do have to continue our education constantly. So, which is, you know, ethically and ethically we have to, but also it's to better ourselves to help others. So that's what I have. I have this uh, comprehensive program to help teenagers and their parents. And I did one for uh, with the hypnotic scripts. And I have the second version is without the hypnosis. It's just guided imagery. So um, I'm trying to get the word out across the nation. And I would love to know if you have any resources or something, how I could get it out to the to other colleges. Yeah, well, this podcast is a good first step. Um, I, yes. I want, I want to, I, I, w- I want to actually talk more about hypnosis um, because it's it's something that I think is unique, and it's it's something that a lot of aspiring coaches um, might have an inkling toward. And I want to, yes. I want to see your perspective on how you distinguish between hypnotherapy and just, you know, your, your standard psychotherapy and, and why you think hypnotherapy for some clients, how it's different from psychotherapy mm-hmm. and how and why you think for some clients it can be more effective. That's such a good question. My goodness. Yes. Well, uh, hypnotherapy is the type of therapy that breaks through the conscious barrier. You know how all day long we are conscious, we're aware, uh, but the the actual hypnosis part of the session, first I do the coaching and we create positive affirmations specific for their specific goals and dreams. And then I, uh, so hypnosis is just a very deep, deep relaxation of the mind and body. And when the client is completely relaxed, I have a comfortable recliner in my office. And if we're doing Zoom, they they can lie down on their bed or in a recliner. And I bring them down to a very calm state. And it's, it it then allows me to practice in in lay terms, to open the mind to instill the positive affirmations and the positive uh, goals and dreams that someone wants to create for themselves. Interesting. So is it a form of, is there an element of visualization as well with with hypnotherapy? Sounds like Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, that's a huge part, a huge part. Very good question. And uh, yes, first it's the relaxation, then it's the visualization. And when they visualize while under hypnosis, 
it goes deeper. The hypnosis breaks through the conscious barrier. So it's going deeper into the subconscious. And, you know, it, it just is. And I have seen over the last over 20 years, I've seen clients as young as five years old, of course, with the parents in the room the whole time, all the way up to 85. I had a client who was 85. I'm ready to make a change. So <laughs> never too That's young amazing. or too old to make a positive change. Can you imagine that 85? I'm ready to make a change. That's yes. that's incredible. Yeah. Isn't that something? So it's never you're never too young or too old to create a more wonderful life for yourself and uh and to be able to achieve the goals and dreams that you've been dreaming of. I mean, some people have dreams they had when they were teenagers and now they're in their 40s and they still don't know what direction to go in. And that's how hypnosis can help. People see, see the vision. And I had one client years ago that uh, worked at a regular job, making good money, and she was just tired of it. So she heard about me, she was referred to me by a close friend. And while under hypnosis, she actually came up with a, a different idea, an epiphany. She had an epiphany of something she never thought she would ever do. And now she, and she created a whole business out of it and now has several people under her to do what she does. And she's living her dream. Amazing. And so I think what that points to is that in our day-to-day -day life, our conscious mind while it's busy getting everything done that we need to get done, sometimes yes. <laughs> it can get in the way of some of those deeper desires that truly, I guess, are um, more, and in some respects, they're, they're more important to our overall well-being, right? If we follow absolutely. through with them. Yeah. Yes, you're absolutely right. And like, and just so to break the myth of what hypnosis is or is not, it, Anytime you're you're driving, let's say you're going from point A to point B, uh, whether you're driving your own vehicle or you're taking uh, a bus or whatever, you you will be thinking of other things, and you can never actually, if you're thinking about something else, your mind goes there, and then you can actually visualize in your own mind what it may be like, and then whether it's you know, the, even while you're driving or if you're taking, uh, you know, public transportation, then then when the public transportation stops or you have to stop, you're like, oh, OK, here I am. I, I, I got here. How did I get there? <laughs> I'm somewhere else, but I got there safely. So it's very interesting. Uh, hip, hypnosis is a, a natural state of mind. Everyone everyone, no matter how young or old we are, everyone goes in and out of hypnosis a few seconds here and a few seconds there. And, and the, and that's just a natural state of mind. But when you have a professional focus on exactly what you want, then it is a focused guided imagery. Does that make sense? Do it, you it does. Absolutely. Um, I, so you're mentioning that anybody, well, everybody more specifically can benefit from hypnosis. And in fact, we all have, um, we all are going through hypnosis in, in some brief 
for a brief amount of time throughout our day. I, I want yes. to I want to ask you about not with regards to age, but with regards to perhaps mm -hmm. like what if what if somebody is skeptical of the power of hypnosis? Would you say that it requires some work beforehand in terms of um, creating some buy-in on the part of the client for it to be most effective? Or can somebody sit down with you who has no understanding of what hypnosis really is, who might think at first glance, well, you know, I don't, I don't believe in this. Can somebody mm -hmm. who is that type also benefit from hypnosis as well, even if they don't fully buy in? Absolutely. And that's such a good question. When someone calls me, whether they're, well, if they're referred to me, they already feel comfortable and they're like, right. when you see me, right. <laughs> you, know, exactly. but, you know, but, uh, you know, I get calls from people all over the country and they say, well, I heard, a, I heard that maybe hypnotherapy might help me. And, and so, yeah, like those I, kinds of clients who are kind of one foot out the yeah. door, you know, in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And, and all they know, all that they have heard about or seen is the, the hypnosis shows. And so I have to dispel, you know, the people that use hypnosis on stage and they make people do things that, you know, well, you can't make anyone do anything that's not in their subconscious, but uh, so I have to dispel that myth and then I allow them to ask whatever questions they want. And I, like I said, I vet my clients. I do not accept every single person that picks up the phone and calls me or, or emails me. But uh, if they are a fit, then uh, we make the appointment. And now there are some cases where I, I need that potential client to get a, a doctor's note, because if anyone who wants hypnosis and has been recommended for it, if anyone has been diagnosed with depression or bipolar disorder, I must have a medical doctor's note. And I, I never waver. I always say, until we get the note, I cannot see you. I can only do coaching, but not hypnosis. So then they realize, wow, this is serious stuff. And it can really benefit me because it breaks through the subconscious mind. And I have therapists, psychologists, psychiatrists, and marriage family therapists send their patients to me uh, when they can't break through a specific issue. Right. Does that, yeah. Does that explain it? Yeah, totally. I actually wanted to pick up on something that you just mentioned regarding sure. clients who have a history of depression um, and more, you know, clinical types of issues of that nature. So what, what can yes. be the, and you said that you don't accept those clients for hypnosis. So I guess for somebody who doesn't fully understand how, how this works, why would that be a bad idea for, for that type of client to go under hypnosis? Oh, good question. It's not that I don't accept those, those clients or patients. It's they must get a medical doctor's note. They must be screened by their medical professional first. And once I get that note on the doctor's letterhead or prescription pad, then we can proceed. Your, your, to also answer your question, hypnosis is such a relaxed state of mind and body. And when they uh, imagine and visualize while under hypnosis, how they want to be, 
what they want in their lives. Uh, and then when I take them out of hypnosis, and by the way, I also record, I record the hypnosis part of the session and I send them the MP3 download so they can listen to it in the comfort of their own home. Hmm. Uh, but it's such, it's almost, almost for some people euphoric while they're under hypnosis. And then when they get back into the real world, like, oh, this is, you know, oh my gosh, that's why it takes a few sessions, only a few actually, they do benefit after that first session, but, um, you know, but I do need a doctor's note if they've been diagnosed with any clinical mental issues. And I never waver. Right, right, right. So um, I guess my related question to that, and this really pertains yes. more to the central focus of the show, which is the difference between therapy and coaching. So your particular brand of coaching is is through the use of hypnosis. So what, yes. what kinds of, um, I guess, do you have an intake questionnaire, an intake form that kind of, that, that's used to help tip you off if you think the client is better suited for psychotherapy? Like, um, yes. and how does that work? Yes, I do have uh, an intake, intake forms and, and an intake process. And for instance, if, if someone calls me, and says, you know, I, I heard hypnosis could help with depression or bipolar disorder. Uh, how does that work? And I, I let them know. I said, are, so you are under the care of a medical professional. And they'll say, yes, I am. Are you on medication? Yes, I am. Um, well, I, I would love to help you, but we do need a, a medical doctor's note. And they say, well, why? I said, because ethically and legally, it's for your benefit to make sure that your medical professional has cleared you for hypnotherapy because hypnotherapy is, uh, it breaks through the conscious barrier and you're so relaxed and you feel so good. Um, and then when I bring you up and out of the hypnotic state, you're, you're back to reality, but your, your mind your subconscious mind, which is the biggest part of your mind, it's over over 80% of your whole mind is subconscious. Your subconscious will say, wait, you can do this. You can do this. And when you practice what I teach you, you're on the right path to optimal health and well-being. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, I, I wanted to really press that point home because um, there are, as you mentioned, ethical um, boundaries that that coaches Absolutely. have to be very mindful of. And I think that intake yes. process is critical toward that end. So yes. um, anybody out there who who is seriously considering becoming a coach, it's important to always have that at the forefront. And importantly, I think something to add to that is that it, it's important mm -hmm. to it's important to clear that up from the very, very beginning. You know, um, yes, you don't want to wait two or three sessions in before you become clear as to whether this client has any of those concerns that you just mentioned, you know, bipolarism or, or um, depression or severe exactly. anxiety, because um, at that point, I mean, the client, and we actually discussed this in a, in a different episode as well, the client could mm -hmm. feel abandoned by, by yes. the coach. So, yeah. And that is something no one wants to have. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, so 
So, yeah. So basically hypnotherapy is, is it starts with coaching and we create, you know, focused affirmations. And then that's when, you know, my client goes into the recliner and is relaxed and I take them um, into the hypnotic state, which is a guided guided meditation in, and kind of like meditation, but guided imagery to help them relax every muscle in their body and then take them deeper so that their, their subconscious mind will be open to receive the positive information and the positive visualization. And, um, and that's the part that I record the, the hypnosis part. Right. And you know, what I find so fascinating about everybody mm. that I'm talking to is that all the professionals that are in this space of helping others, they, they employ different strategies. But if you really think about it, it's trying mm -hmm. to get at the same thing. In your case, it's hypnosis. It's this quiet, meditative state. Others yes. employ straight up meditation. Now there's, mm -hmm. you know, yoga, yoga instructors and yoga in general is quite meditative as well. Yes. And yes. Um, I've spoken to, I've spoken to Reiki masters and, and Reiki mm. is quite meditative as well. And so there's, yes. there is something about just that quieting of the mind that unlocks mm -hmm. And, you know, we can call it the subconscious mind. Um, yes. And, and that, that's exactly what's happening, right? But there, there is something about right. that mental quiet that that helps to kind of push past the clutter, which I guess we can call the conscious yes. mind. Um, yes. And I, I, think, I think if, you know, if anybody is skeptical of any one particular practice, you know, there are hypnosis skeptics, mm -hmm. there are Reiki skeptics, um, mm -hmm. you know, but if you start to see that the same general pattern pops up across all different types of methods that I just mentioned, mm -hmm. then maybe it's a yes. sign that there is something there, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So well, I find our, it fascinating. Absolutely. I mean, our subconscious mind is the biggest part of our mind. It, it's, it, it's so fascinating. And, and then just so you know, also when you dream, that's your mind's way of venting the stresses from the day. And that's why dreams, I don't know, have you ever woken up from a dream and said, oh, that was kind of weird or <laughs> that was odd, right. but it's just your subconscious mind venting, venting. And it may make sense. And it, sometimes it may not. Uh, some people have come up with epiphanies uh, in their dreams. So, literally only five to 10% of your mind is, is the conscious, right. believe it or not. Right. Even though you're wide awake, you're functioning, you, you know, all of that, the rest is subconscious. Yeah. I think there is definitely something to be said about pushing that conscious mind away. And you can even, even for just brief moments, you, you can even mm -hmm. think of you know, stories like um, Carl Sagan, he said that he wouldn't do any serious scientific work unless yeah. he, well, in his case, he, he used to <laughs> smoke marijuana and, and do kinds of things like that. But I think yeah. in his case, he would use that as a way, not, you know, let's mm -hmm. just smoke a bud and get high, like 
that it's not no, that, I know. It's, not, <laughs> it's not that kind of idea. He he would do it as a way to kind of clear the mind and yes. and, and maybe some might say to to help that subconscious mind come more to the forefront. So um, yes. I think it's just so and interesting how so many different people from so many different avenues all are trying to do the same thing. You know? Yes. Yeah. Oh, you're so right. And and uh, on on that note, um, when when someone you know smokes uh, marijuana or whatever, um, they it relaxes them. Yeah. It calms them. And when you're more calm, then it opens up more of your conscious mind and subconscious. Does that make sense? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I and I guess yes. me I guess meditation is the purest form of what we're talking about. And hypnosis is, mm -hmm. as you just said, a guided mm -hmm. meditation. So I think it's, it it's is, great. And the thing that's different between meditation and hypnosis is that meditation is more of completely clearing your mind of negativity and all of that, even though that's, that is the first part of the hypnotic process, but then it's the guided imagery and planting the, the seeds of the affirmations into the person's uh, subconscious so there is a difference, but it, it they're both relaxing and they're both beneficial, whether it be, you know, hypnotherapy or or meditation. Right, right. Perfect. Okay. Um in the in the time we have left, I wanted to touch on a topic that Yes. I think is well. Uh, I know everybody's contending with. Of course, I'm talking about uh, COVID and the elephant in the room of any of any discussion because it's just affecting everything. Um, and yes. in in my discussions with therapists and coaches, it's actually interesting. They're starting to become a bit of a of a difference of a trend that I'm noticing where coaches have taken COVID nineteen and its effect uh, quite well. I mean, because they've they've been working remotely already anyway. I mean, a lot of coaches get their certification remotely. They do their work remotely. And so it's kind of um, part and parcel for from what they do already. And so COVID hasn't affected their practice as much as therapists, where therapists really, right. um, I guess, some people would see therapy as the very last thing left that has to be face to face, right? Like, um, you can do everything yeah. remotely except except talking to another person, like you know, in the in the capacity that therapists do. So, what what I wanted to ask right. you is two part question: How has mm -hmm. COVID impacted your practice, and how has it impacted the challenges that your clients come to you facing? Very good question. Well. Uh, I had I had never used Zoom before <laughs> COVID. So my very best friend since first grade, we're still best friends since first grade. She's very tech savvy. I said, can you help me with this Zoom thing and help me create a Zoom, <laughs> a Zoom, whatever. <laughs> so she has the patience of Job. She was with me online for three and a half hours. Wow, that is patience. So I, yeah, she's yeah. Like I said, we're, we've been best friends since first grade. We anyway. So she uh, she kept practicing with me, practicing with me, practice, 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 and now 
it's so easy for me. So now what I'm doing, although I still have my, my beautiful uh, physical therapy office uh, outside of my home, and I still see a few clients, but we're practicing all the COVID protocol and I, with the, uh, the touchless thermometer and I have to make sure they're okay, you know, all, right, all of that. Right. Masks and all of that. So uh, things have changed, but a lot of people are saying, "Can we just do a Zoom call? I don't have to drive to your office. I can just relax in my own home." Sure. In fact, I I have a couple this afternoon. Um, you know, a couple of people this afternoon that right, want to do right. that. So, um, like I said, it's the and I have a secure Zoom account. I upgraded and all that good stuff. And then uh, I have always recorded the hypnosis part of the session on a separate little mini computer and it uploads to Dropbox. So every single one of my clients uh, get the recording of the hypnosis part of yeah. their session. Who says you're not tech savvy? Look at that. I, mean, I know. I I had to learn. <laughs> it gets <laughs> like, automatically uploaded to Dropbox. I don't even know how to do that. So yeah, that's yeah. pretty tech savvy. Oh. <laughs> well, my, my husband helped me with how to do the Dropbox and my best friend helped me how to do Zoom. So between the two of them, my two best friends in the whole wide world, my husband and my best friend, <laughs> I like, think, oh, I can I think do it now. I know how to do it. <laughs> right. I, I think given the stories you've told, your husband is really the unsung hero of this whole story. You know, oh, first, he's amazing. Yeah. First, he, you know, encouraging you to pursue oh, this and right. Yes. Right. Yes. And he owns his own business. He uh, completely different from what I do. And uh, so we're, we're the yin and the yang. That's and how it has to be. Yep. Yes, I feel so blessed. We're so blessed. All right. Absolutely. Um, I, I wanted to follow up on what you said, that the clients prefer sometimes to have a hypnotherapy session over Zoom. So yes. in... And from what you understand about hypnotherapy, obviously clients would prefer that because they don't have to leave the home and it's 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 safer sure. and it's more convenient. But I would mm -hmm. imagine that, and correct me if I'm wrong, I would imagine that part of the reason why hypnotherapy works perhaps is because of the environment that they're in. Or maybe um, there is something about your office that maybe you've tailored, like maybe it's it's very, very quiet and, you know, you, you've yes. tailored the environment to be most effective for that hypnotherapy. So how do you contend with uh, there's a dog in the background barking or oh, gosh. there's a jackhammer? <laughs> yes. Well, I'm, I'm in New York, so jackhammers are like, you know, it's wow. all over the place. Um, but how do you contend with those unexpected factors that might pop up when you're trying to create a space of calm and focus? Excellent question. My goodness. Most of the time I go to my therapy office because my therapy office, um, I've been in that particular office for gosh, almost 14 years now. And uh, it, the walls are soundproof. There's mm -hmm. sound material in the, all the walls and the door when you, when I close my door and it's a very thick, solid, solid door, it, there's a drop down that you can't, you, it just is quiet. So most of the time I just go to my office and uh, even if it's no one in person, uh, I do the zoom at my office. Right. So, you know, it, it, and my office is only 10 minutes away from where I live. So it's not a big deal. 
And uh, so that's what I do. And once in a while, I will do it from home, but I make sure that, you know, my husband isn't around. He's at his office or, or we have an office upstairs. He closes the door. He can't hear a thing from downstairs, mm-hmm. what I'm doing. And it's completely confidential. And, um, you know, he doesn't even know. He, of course, he doesn't know who my clients are or anything. But, um, but interesting on that note, once in a while, when we go shopping together to the grocery store, or whatever, um, we're in the parking lot and one of my clients will run up to me and, and look at my husband and say, oh my God, your, your wife helped me so much with, with this and that and this and that. And he says, he puts his hands up like, like he's being, <laughs> like there's a pointed <laughs> right. at him. He says, I know nothing. I don't know who her clients are, right. but I want how much she helped me and he says but you know everything is confidential i don't know who her clients are <laughs> see he's he's on top of it he's on top of the ethical considerations the legal considerations yes. that's amazing yeah yes um, and he actually he owns a um well i used to be a legal secretary that was my previous profession and uh so i'm i have the legalese down pat in my brain forever <laughs> and and my husband runs an attorney service. He does services for attorneys. So everything is confidential. Oh, so he really understands it then. Like he's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My business, his to business, totally. Right. So, right. <laughs> you know. Interesting. But, um, but I just, I love what I do. I love the the short-term transformation that happens in my clients. And uh, I have clients that I saw 10 years ago and they say, I still have your recording. I listen to it anytime I need a tune up. Wow. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. They keep it for that long. Yeah. That's, that's great. I think anybody listening to the show that's considering hypnotherapy would definitely be encouraged by, by the story you're sharing. And not least because like you said, I mean, some people are at the stage in life where they, they don't feel like they have the time to devote, you know, five, 10 years to, um, to get sure. licensed and, and, and things of that nature. And so with coaching, you can provide, you know, a significant benefit to clients without having to necessarily go through that, that long process. Um, and, you know, and th- As, but, yes, yeah. And, and that's why I make sure on the show to to talk at length about the difference. I don't want anybody to think that coaching is a shortcut to psychotherapeutic no. work. It's it's not that at all. Um, right. It's its own separate thing that has that has um, all, that also has significant benefit to the right type of client. So, um, oh yes, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. you know, I mean, not only did I go through the the full year program, and it was intense. I mean, it was. Uh, three nights a week, two nights a week, no, three nights a week from six to 10 PM and uh, three Saturdays a month from nine 30 to five 30 for an entire year. Yeah. That is a pretty long program. Yeah. It's a long, it's a full year program. Then you get certified. And then I decided, and they said, you're also a certified coach practitioner as being a certified hypnotherapist. I said, that's great. But I, even a couple of years after that, went to another college, uh, took, it was a three-day intensive from nine to five, three days in a row to get certified as a certified coach practitioner. I, I continue my education constantly. You'll see on my website, um, if you have the time, all the certifications that I have, because it's important to continue your education. 
Yeah. Definitely. For yourself, for your clients. Um, the the yes. field is changing so much. I mean, I, I know, yes. I know, especially coaching is constantly, um, you know, coming up with new science to, to back the techniques that they're using. So, um, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So that's um, wonderful that you have, you have that. And that is, you know, it's, um, now you yourself are, are a coach as well, correct? Well, so I'm not a coach. I, however, oh. I, I do feel that at this point, I know enough yeah. about coaching <laughs> that um, I feel like I can discuss coaching at length um, yes. and understand the language and, and things of that nature. But um, who knows? Maybe like that 85-year-old that, that you had as a client, maybe it's time for a exactly. change one day and I'll just, I'll get into it for sure. I'm um, hopefully yes. not at 85, but may, no. <laughs> maybe a little Don't early. wait that long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but Roseanne, oh this was really, really informative. I think anybody looking to get into this definitely, like I said, is going to get a lot of value. So I thank you for, for coming onto the show. And well, thank you. Yeah. Um, I, I want to very last thing. I want to give listeners a chance to find out more about you and your work. So can you just share with everyone where they can find out more about you? Oh, thank you so much, Brandon. Yes, go to hypnovitality, that's H-Y-P-N-O vitality.com. And uh, I have a free MP3 for positive thinking on my website. So anyone and everyone is welcome to the positive um, MP3. And uh, I do a a complimentary consultation. So hypnovitality.com, you can find me. Perfect. There it is. Well, thank you again. I I really enjoyed the show. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And I hope it inspires some of your viewers. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Coaches Circle podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening to our show just as much as we enjoyed making it. If you'd like to check out a complete listing of all of the episodes on our show, head on over to lifecoachpath.com slash podcast. See you on the next one.